0: Out with someone and thought, "Hmm, something's just not right here. Maybe they seem to be holding back. Maybe the details they shared were just a little bit off. Maybe they were hiding a really big secret." This is Thirsty the Podcast, Lenny the Liar. All right, so today we're going
1: to tell a story about a guy that uh, Laura and I actually both went out with.
0: <laughs> it's a crossover episode.
1: Yeah, crossover, big uh, north side suburbs crossover you <laughs> here in Chicago. It was this man named Lenny. Um, I met him on Tinder. I actually thought he was totally boring. I thought he was so, so boring. Um, but He actually ended up being way more exciting than I bargained for, certainly more than Laura bargained for. And It turned into a whole thing. I remember I matched with Lenny on an app last fall uh he didn't have a lot of information on his profile but he was super attractive he was really attractive
0: super cute super cute
1: yeah super cute um he was a dad laura knows i love a dad you (laughs) know and he also happened to share my love for taco bell car lunches we connected Mm -hmm. over our love of crunchwrap supremes laura doesn't agree with that one Mm, but i mean i'm into it Um, I remember Chad for a little bit and I was like, oh this is this is kind of fun you know it was really fun. He had a lot to say. he was super chatty made a lot of jokes he was really good at the banter back when I cared about banter. <laughs> um, now so much I, I'm not so into that but back then I was very wowed by it. he was really good at talking and making jokes and it just went it was really fun It was a lot of fun um, and right away like after only a day he asked me to meet for coffee. I like coffee so I said yes. Um, we made some plans. It was during COVID, which made everything more complicated. Um, so we actually met outside on a park bench <laughs> with our coffees. Because that's how ridiculous lockdown dating is. You know, you just like, hey, here's a, a corner, a street corner. Meet me there. I was surprised because he was actually super attractive in person. I would mm-hmm. say Lenny is probably, I don't know, maybe like top 5% of attractive. Really cute. Very cute. Yeah, even more than his pictures. He was a great dresser. I remember he had great sneakers. He had a great shirt on. His (laughs) hair was on point. Um, And he was fun in person, too. He also smelled great, which is very important. So anyway, it was all like, oh, I was like, I kind of underestimated this date. I think I might be into you. Um, We hung out for like an hour. But it, it soon became really apparent beyond looks and personality. There wasn't much there. Like, we had a good time together, but, like, we didn't actually talk about anything substantial. It was all small talk, really superficial. We, I had a good time with him, but that was it. Um, we parted ways. And I remember thinking, you know, where did he go? Because I didn't hear from him at all after that. That's weird. Um, but then out of the blue, a month later... He asked me out, and I was like, that's weird. Why do you, like, go radio silent for a month and then ask me out? And I was seeing somebody else at that point anyway. I was seeing a tennis player by then. So I was over the gray dresser <laughs> in the Taco Bell. But then, okay, so everything went dark. Six months later, the tennis player and I had broken up. Hmm. So I was back on the market. I was back on the apps, trolling. Um, and Lenny actually popped up on my list. On one of the apps, there's this thing where you can see who liked you. And he popped up on there. I was like, hmm, maybe I'll just give this another try. Maybe, you know, maybe we just needed a second date. So anyway, I swiped right. And we went on our second date. Yeah, six months later. <laughs> and on the second try, he was still boring. Oh, still very boring. Plenty. So I just gave up. Yeah, it was just so boring. I remember he worked in finance. I mean, what are we going to talk about? Spreadsheets? No. That's not my life. Like I do I draw pictures and flashing lights and poems and things. Like that was just never going to work. We had nothing in common. Um there just wasn't much there. So gave up on that. That was just over. However, like, two weeks later, cut to, Laura matched with Lenny on the very same app. I did. Laura had never seen a picture of Lenny. I had never, usually we trade pictures because we don't want to go out with the same person because that's gross. We don't want to do that. (laughs) We're very, we have different tastes, but we just want to double down and be sure we don't go out with the same person. You know, friend code. Um. I recognize Lenny. She showed me his picture and she's Mm -hmm. like, oh, he's cute. I think I might want to go out with him. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, I went out with him. I went on two dates with him. I'm definitely not interested. You go for it. Like it never went anywhere. So you go nuts.
0: Yeah. So I matched with Lenny and not my usual type, but again, super cute in pictures. And right from the beginning when we matched, Super chatty and fun over text, um, lots of back and forth and fun to talk to. Um, again, light and fun, nothing serious. Obviously, we just matched, um, but interesting. And I, I enjoyed it. It was fine. Um, but then very quickly, he let me know that um, he had something he had to tell me, which is never a good sign when you're just matched with somebody just chatting and they have a big reveal. It's never good. It's never a good thing. Well, as it turned out, Lenny didn't live in the Chicago area. He lived out of state five, six hours away and um, was up in the Chicago area one week out of the month for work. So this was interesting because by this point, Heather, you and I had realized that we had both talked to the same person and you didn't know that Lenny did not live in the Chicago area, did you?
1: No, he gave me the distinct impression that he lived in Elmhurst. He talked about picking up his kids from his ex-wife's house. And, like, he gave me the distinct impression that he lived in the area. Like, I did not misunderstand anything.
0: Yeah. So this was a surprise. And I remember we were messaging back and forth trying to figure out what was happening here. Like, where was the truth? Where was the lie? But I'm like, well, he was really upfront with me right away about where he lived and then it made sense also he was only here one week a month you went out with him didn't hear from him for another month so it yeah. made a lot of sense things that that and
1: here's the important thing Lenny doesn't know that Laura and I know each other Correct. he, th- he yes. just thinks we're totally disconnected
0: yeah at that point he didn't know anything he eventually learned he learned of the connection because we talked about you Heather that was also weird um so uh, yeah so he doesn't know that we're trying to connect some dots and the timing and the cadence of it makes sense that he's probably telling me the truth that he does live out of state and that he lied to heather on their two dates which is just like weird and why is this necessary (laughs) and of course i'm disappointed like well he's cute and he seems fun and of course he doesn't live here
1: reminder lenny is super smoking hot super
0: hot yeah So I should have just said thanks but no thanks and moved along (laughs) with my usual dumpster fire dating. I kept on talking to Lenny.
1: Well, and he's outside your 30-minute dating radius too, so that was another strike against
0: him. Five hours away, so that's not ideal. (laughs) It's not the lying. It's how (laughs) far away he lives. But we keep on talking. He was headed back down to his actual home the next day. So uh, I didn't expect to hear from him again. And then all of a sudden the next day, he's texting me or messaging me again. And there's lots of back and forth and sends me a picture of him with his kids or something. So he's very chatty and very communicative. And at that point, I'm like, ugh. It feels kind of weird because you also have that feeling when somebody isn't even local and they're traveling a lot for business or you know, that situation. Are they married? Are they divorced? Like what is their story? Because they can kind of write their own story at that point. Um, I'm not saying any everybody who travels for work is a liar. However, it's a very convenient and odd situation to be trying to actively date somewhere where you're only there one week out of the month. And he was very actively yeah. trying to date, as we've learned. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and the thing is, like, he didn't live in a small area. Like, I'm sure there are available single women there where he was. According lives. to
0: him, there were not Heather, there was nothing down there. Yeah.
1: Lies. Lies.
0: So we know he was actively trying to date because Heather went out with him twice in six months. Um, So it wasn't a fluke that he matched with both of us in the Chicago area when he was up here for work. He was very actively looking for women to date. He was so proud. He had dated somebody in the Chicago area for a few months before that. Um, So that was kind of his thing, like to try and find somebody up here. So again, I should have stopped talking to him, but I didn't stop talking to him. I kept on messaging with him and messaging with him. I think we exchanged cell phone numbers, which also I don't know why. Um, And so we were texting. And then I was like, you know what? I feel really funny about this. I don't feel comfortable that you're divorced. Like, you know, whenever a red flag goes up, well, usually you should walk away. But if you don't walk away, you should at least ask some questions. So I asked some questions. (laughs) At least get a good story out of it. As
1: previously mentioned, the more we share these dating stories, the more Laura and I judge ourselves for the things that have happened in our (laughs) dating lives. This
0: is not a fine one for me.
1: It's not the men that are that awful. Like, we're actually the bad ones.
0: (laughs) So I let him know I was uncomfortable. I'm like, it seems like, you know, I I don't feel comfortable if you're divorced or not. And he said, oh, he was always so reassuring with every question. He's like, I hear that a lot from women up in Chicago. Like, I understand my situation's kind of weird. What can I do to reassure you? And so we decided to FaceTime. So it's like a Saturday, Saturday afternoon. And he FaceTimes with me from his bedroom it looks like a, a nice didn't look like a single man lived there it was a very nicely well put together bed bedroom situation middle of the day said his kids were in the other room watching a movie they're you know uh, again if he was married then why would he be able to do that I think was his justification so of course we FaceTime he's real cute <laughs> really really cute on FaceTime he's got, yeah he's oh yeah
1: we should have named this Lenny the smoking hot guy.
0: The smoking hot liar. Um, Yeah. So we FaceTime and I feel kind of better about it, I guess, because it was like an impromptu FaceTime. It's not like he had to rearrange things or wait for something. Within probably 10 minutes of us talking about FaceTiming, we're on FaceTime. So I'm like, well maybe, maybe it's fine. I don't know. Um, so we do that FaceTime and then we're still texting more and we're texting more over probably the next week. I would say it was a lot of texting, but I'm a pretty good researcher and I do like to know who I'm speaking to. All of our radar got off, like all the
1: alarm. It was like, if you're in, it's like when the smoke alarm goes off and the sprinklers go off and
0: the security alarm goes off. We were just like, what is happening yeah. here? was not good. So finally, we see that he still owns a house in out of state with his wife, ex-wife, woman. I don't know, the person he was married to. Her Facebook page is all pictures of them. Like, there are no signs that this guy is divorced. And of course, at this point, he's talking about wanting to come up and visit me the next time he's there. He's like... Super flirty, crossing some lines, like full, full everything at this point. Um, And I'm like, you know, frantically searching for divorce records, which I did find his divorce filing and it fit the timeline that he gave me, but it was never finalized. And then I'm like, well, maybe it's just different in that state and they just do it differently than they do it here. But remember too,
1: I almost forgot, like this is how ridiculous we were. Like this was like the Lauren Heather detective agency. We yeah. also found videos of his ex wife. Yeah. And we zoomed in and I remember we were like, That's
0: a wedding ring. That was from last year's really wedding. wedding ring. Oh, God, all... I'm
1: judging us more and more the more this story goes on. Okay,
0: yeah. I mean, he was definitely married. It was very clear he was married. So, again, I'm like, we keep on talking and we, would like, FaceTimed again and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm just really, really uncomfortable. I'm like, I really feel like you're married and, you know, I'm not okay with that. I'm like, I don't want to be going out with someone else's husband. Like, that's not no. okay. And he's like, well, what can I do to reassure you? And I'm like, well, when I got divorced, I got a paper that showed my divorce was finalized like you you had a a final divorce hearing that that's what you could do I'm like I can see it through the county records I can see it in my email it is everywhere I'm like I can show you my home and no man lives here like it's very obvious that I'm divorced like there are a lot of ways we can prove this so he's getting so so he tells me okay I'll show you everything's on my work computer I'll show it to you tomorrow so the next day rolls around And he's like, oh, I just got a new work laptop and all of my personal documents are just gone. Of course. Right. Right. Well, you can Mm -hmm. get it through the counting. He's like, I'm not paying $12 to get something that I already have. Like, he doesn't want to pay for his fake divorce record that doesn't exist. So he makes up an excuse. It's against his principles to pay for something like that. I'm Like, all right. Well, again, I could FaceTime with you and show you my home and show you that like my closet is full of women's clothes. Do you want to FaceTime and do a little house tour and show I mean, this is how crazy this is off the rails at this point? I'm like, what, this one to- is
1: just like for entertainment value. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you I prove just, you're not married.
0: Just show me. I'm like, show me your closet. Your closet will show me if you're married or not. That's pretty obvious because we know the women get like this much of the closet and the men get like this much of the closet. Like, yeah, we know how that goes. So we set up a, a date that evening to FaceTime. And it's maybe like 9, 9.30 or whatever time we picked. Where's Lenny? Lenny's not responding to my text. Where are you, Lenny? Next morning. Oh, I overs- I fell asleep on the sofa. Of course. And just like completely ignores the fact that we were supposed to do this like revelatory um, house tour. So that didn't happen. He was probably styling his beautiful hair. Oh, gosh. And those blue eyes. I mean, he was cute. So hot. So... Very married. Um, at that point, he has nothing else that he can tell me, and I think I was finally just like, "I'm not having this. Like, I'm not going to do this. I don't know if you're married or not married. Like, but I don't want to be involved in this." And all of a sudden, he makes a big revelation over text. He's like, "Well, this is kind of weird. And you know, I wasn't I didn't want to tell you, or I was going to tell you eventually, or whatever." His little backpedaling story was. He lets me though that he did get separated. they did go through the divorce, like all the proceedings leading up to finalization. And then they decided not to go through with it. And they reconciled. And then they split again. And now they're living together. But just living separate lives. Now, before this, he had told me he lived in an apartment exactly seven minutes away from where his ex-wife lived. And it was very detailed about where he lived. Now we know they live in the same home, but it's okay. She dates, he dates. It's copacetic. They're friendly. They co-parent. They just live in the same house.
1: While she wears Bye. a wedding ring.
0: Yes. Like, were you going to tell me that? He's like, well, I've told people before. I tell people. It's, like, not a big deal. And I'm like, well, I've asked you, like, a hundred times, like, if you're married or not. And that would have been a really good opportunity at any point in time to, like, let me know and I'm like, all right. I'm like, well, you know, good luck to you. And, you know, I hope you figure yourself out or whatever. Like, peace out. And his response back was like, thanks. It's been fun. I hope you don't feel like this is a waste of your time. I'm like, well, that's exactly what it was. It was a waste of my time. What are you doing, crazy person? So, yeah. Um,
1: and we should point out his not an ex-wife seems awesome. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> we were both like, I kind of want to be friends with her. She seemed great. Yeah. She's great. So after that point and seeing how nonchalantly he responded back to me where it wasn't like, I'm so sorry. This was so I should have told you sooner. Like there was no admission of like, I could have handled that better, but I didn't. It, the whole like, thanks, this was fun. Well, no, this wasn't fun. I didn't particularly enjoy this. This is weird. Um, I, I knew his wife's or ex-wife's or whatever their situation was. I knew her Instagram and I debated what to do <laughs> because I don't like to get involved in other people's lives. I don't like t- things to be messy. I don't want to be involved. Um, but he had crossed some lines with me over text. where, again, if he was still married and some of the stuff he was saying, and if we had met in person and whatever, didn't feel okay. Heather, you'd gone out with him twice. So you had met him personally on dates. And if he's still fully married, that doesn't feel okay. Um So I made the decision to send his wife, ex-wife a message on Instagram and was very much like, if this is what he told me his situation was, if that's your situation, good for you. I hope it works for you. If it's not your situation, if you are actually still married and together, I'm like, if I were in your shoes, I would want to know. And so I just want you to know what's going on. Unfortunately, she has never read that message, so it just sits in my Instagram inbox awkwardly saying, sent to her, and nothing else has happened. Um, But one day, I would assume she will see that, and I just hope that she's living her best and happiest life, and that if this is going on, and if it wasn't known to her that she has found out, because everyone deserves to know if that's happening. Um, yeah. And I haven't seen or heard from Lenny since, but Heather, I think you possibly have. Oh, my God. I, yes. I yeah. forgot about that part. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> like two weeks ago, Lenny liked me again. Like he's on that little like list of like people that liked you. He popped up on there again. I almost swiped right just to give him the business. But I didn't because I I never gave him my phone number. So (laughs) So that was the only way he could contact me is through the app. But, yeah, I don't know what is wrong with him that he thought I was going to want to talk to him. (sighs)
0: So many things. So confusing. It's terrible.
1: Yeah. So. So...
0: Okay. So there's a lot to talk
1: about here. Mm-hmm. Um, just so much. That was um, one of the more ridiculous dating stories that we have, our, our definitive one and only crossover episode. I don't anticipate yeah. that there yeah. will be it's any It's not others. happening again. <laughs> no. No. Because we're not dealing with those Um, First of all, so something that's a hot topic in dating, or at least it has been for me, and I know you've brought it up, are background checks. Mm-hmm. I know for me... I background check every – if it gets to the point where I'm going to meet someone in person 100,000%, I background check them.
0: Yep. What do you do, Laura? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I won't meet anybody if I don't know who they are in real life. Um, Actually, the only time I broke my rule and I said, I'm going to just like do some old-fashioned dating and I'm going to go out with somebody and not know who he is in real life. And we went to dinner and I found out the next day he was married. So – I can't old fashioned date because I can't hit that level of trust with somebody I meet on a a dating app. Like I, I can't do it. I need to know background. I think we both have hit on some people where, you know, things were probably a little bit too messy in their lives. And I personally don't like inviting messiness into mine. So I kind of want to know, you know, where people are at, where they're coming from um, to make sure that I feel comfortable um, meeting up with them.
1: Well, there's yeah. just – I mean, to be honest, I mean, I hate to say it, but, like, I think you and I both have pretty good radar, um, you know, in terms of reading people. And you and I always wait a bit before we – I mean, that's the other thing. Like, I know a lot of people will, will like, meet and they – or meet online. Then they want to meet in person really fast. I usually like to give it a minute. I like to give it a beat. Because A, that takes, we're parents, we have jobs, we have careers, life is so busy. Also, mm-hmm. there's a pandemic. And like, we're just, I'm just, I, you and I just, for the most part, don't jump straight to that most of the time. Um, so if it does get to the point where we're going to meet in person, I always have to check because some of these guys are liars. Like they mm-hmm. are. I think we've busted between the two of us, five to six men who are married yep. and totally lying about it, like lying their butts off. Yep. Some of them are really good at it, like in a way I was like, wow, you
0: yep. really have no problem lying about this, like at all. Yeah, I mean, that one dinner date I had, he let me know all about his custody schedule. He let me know his puppy was a pandemic puppy that he got after the divorce. I mean, it was a very, very detailed situation. And they definitely were still very married and living together, <laughs> as I found out. So, yeah, these lies just roll on out there. Um and I don't then like, who are you even having a conversation with? And what's the end goal there? Like it, none of it makes any sense. So it's so um, ridiculous.
1: Um, yeah. Cause like, I do wonder like, what are they trying? Like, are they trying to have an affair? Is it just attention? Like who it's, it's attention. anywhere. Like, it's not like he, it's not like I did have one person tell me, Hey, I'm married. I want to have an affair. And I was like, Ugh. okay, I don't want to be a part of that. Thank you for telling me.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: You know, bye. Um, but the other ones, like we just found out, they were just lying about it. There was one guy, I remember my radar went off. And I was like, something's just a little bit weird here. And I looked him up, and he had been charged with felony assault. Yeah. And I was about to, you know, drive my butt on out to meet him for coffee with an assaulter. Yeah. So that was not good. I'm glad I figured that out. I blocked him immediately. But you what don't have to I do? do that. I had-
0: yeah, I mean I had one who had a substance abuse problem who worked in the medical field and I think he had access to a lot of pills and I think it destroyed his career pretty badly and that's just a lot like and I'm not saying that's an undateable person but I also would need to know that up front before meeting them like that's something I wouldn't want to find out On a first date, I feel like that's a lot to process. Having gone out with somebody who had just gotten out of rehab, that was the first person I dated after my divorce. I was not prepared for (laughs) that information right away. So, um, you know, not being up front is a kind of puts you in a hard situation when it's really big stuff. Um, And then obviously any legal or domestic battery stuff, or I think we've all hit on some of that. And that's just... We have small children. (laughs) We are single women. You have to be so careful. So I think also, you know, something we talk about a lot too is that a lot of men that we go out with don't realize all the time that we look into their, you know, who we're meeting. Um, Some do. I think some get it or some understand what we send, like the, you know, that we try and be safe or let our friends know where we're going or whatever that is. Uh, but a lot of men, you know, they just throw out their cell phones like it's no big deal and who they are and give all this information and I can't be comfortable doing that unless I have a sense of who I'm talking to. But, you know, I don't think they view the the safety thing as much or they just don't think about it. So we have to be careful. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, to
1: state the obvious, I think men sometimes forget. Like in in these situations, most of the time, like they're bigger than me. I like no matter how much I work out, like There's only so much I'm going to be able to do. And Mm -hmm. so most women do background check the men they go out with. You know, I remember there were a couple guys on the first date. Somehow it came up. And I have – I make no apologies and I don't pretend. I say, oh, yeah, I background check everyone I go out with. And they're like, what? That's crazy. Mm -hmm. like, no, it's not actually. You just don't understand because you have – you know, if you're a heterosexual man – you usually have all the power, and I don't, and you know I, that's just kind of reality over here. You know, and then they then they're like, oh, maybe it's not so ridiculous. It's like, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, also, it's if you just matched, if you've just matched with someone on an app, and if you've chosen not to exchange cell phone numbers before you meet up for the first time, um, you can tell your friends where you're going, but your friends also don't know who you're meeting. Like, I feel like we chat enough about who we're talking to or whatever. And you know enough information changed. <laughs> yeah, so but at least someone else in the world knows where we're going and what we're doing, which yeah. is so important and that who we're meeting. Um, it's incredibly important. Otherwise, you're just running out for coffee, but with a stranger, like you're a stranger. I've talked to you on an app for three days. like I don't know you. Yeah. So you can't be offended that I need to know if you have any you know felonies or misdemeanors or whatever. If you have a speeding ticket, totally fine. I'm fine with it. I see that criminal filing pull up. I'm okay with those. That that can happen. But anything beyond that is not okay.
1: So No. And we no. do a lot of bathroom updates and this is where I'm going. That kind of actually made me sad. I remember on some of my first dates because I was like, oh, nobody would know if I got kidnapped. You know, because like, no, there's nobody at home waiting for me. Like, I know that sounds so dumb because I'm on a date. Obviously, no one's at home waiting for me.
0: Some of these married men
1: have have women at home waiting for them. But I am actually single. (laughs) You know, I did have kind of a sad moment. But yeah, yeah, I remember you and I would do like, this is where I'm going. This is when I'm supposed to be here. Bathroom update. He doesn't seem like someone who's going to kidnap me. But FYI, okay,
0: tell me when you're home. I mean, back back in my beginning dating post-divorce, I would let our friend Kristen know, who's not local, I would let her know who I was going out with and where I was going. And she had the cell number of one of my guy friends here, because I didn't want to have him deal with each and every date I was going on. And so she had his contact info. And if I messaged her and was like, something's not okay, then she was supposed to call him and he was supposed to come save me. That was the plan, which sounds ridiculous, But like my married friends don't fully understand this. They think I'm crazy anyway. They're like, are you being safe? Is it okay? Like they don't understand the whole dynamic. And so that's hard. You know, until, you know, Heather, you and I, I think are lucky that we're both local and that we can do that for each other. Like you really do need a buddy because. Yes, a buddy system. It's a lot going on out there. So yeah, very important to be safe and to not feel bad about doing what you need to do to feel safe.
1: Yeah, like even if you are going a little overboard, like just feeling safe matters.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you end up on the date, then kudos for your date because they passed the test initially. Like nothing frightening in their background. Yeah, you have showed up, so clearly they've done something right. And after that, it's on them to be a good person. So, (laughs) yeah,
1: yes um okay so you and i both feel like we have seen a lot of married like it feels like i mean i don't know i don't know the exact statistics but it feels like we've met or come across quite a number of married men lying about it and then the one or two that are open about being Mm -hmm. terrible people um how commonly are we seeing this like why do you why do you think it's happening so much or it feels like it's happening so much now
0: well, I definitely didn't feel like I hit on this when I was dating like three years ago when I was kind of starting this whole thing. Um, I don't think I had that happen at all. Um, so it's surprising to me the amount that either we've met in person or gotten figured out over the apps before we've actually met them seems like a lot. I don't know if it's the pandemic. We know a lot of divorces are unfortunately coming out of the pandemic. I think we both have seen a lot of friends go through that process. Heather, you've gone through that process during the pandemic. So if that's bringing about a lot of just unhappiness and people starting to, you know, see what else is out there, get away from home, I don't know. Like, what do you think?
1: I mean, it's hard to say, you know, because I'm a a new divorcee, but the only thing I can it, – it's kind of, I think two things. One, like, it feels like with lockdown, people are just so miserable and desperate to go out and have, like, a feel-good moment. Like, that maybe they are doing some immoral things to get it. And they feel justified in doing it because, you know, maybe it's so bad at home.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. I can only guess. That's not the decision you, either you or I made. Like, we filed and did the things you're supposed to do before you get yeah. out there. But – um. The other thing I wonder is if – I think sometimes when you are divorcing or divorced and, and you've done that, like I kind of think – and I think I think it's right to do this, but I think we're kind of hard on these people too that are in bad marriages. I mean I guess I still have a hard time saying it's wrong for me to feel this way, but like part of me is like I filed. Why don't you file? Like I don't understand if you're really that – why are you lying to this person? Why don't you just say, hey – This isn't working for me anymore. I want to date other people and then like be upfront about it. Like, why are you doing all this lying?
0: I wonder too, if uh, there are a a certain percentage of people who, I mean, getting a divorce is scary, saying you want to get a divorce is scary and it feels a little less scary if there's someone to jump to next. And so I wonder if it's kind of an attempt to make a soft place to land when you do go through that process, if that is your intent or- Again, you're on the fence and you feel like that's a good way to figure out if you want to start you know, dating again or leaving your marriage or whatever, also not a good way to go about it. Um, I feel like you need to figure those things out first before you try and talk to anyone else, um, but it might feel like almost a, a safety move of you know, who else is out there for me. Let me find that out before I figure out my mess at home, which is unfortunate. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I could see that because some people just are so scared of the idea of being alone. I mean, mm-hmm. I was scared. Yeah, super scary. I mean, were you scared? Like, But I feel like we did it the way you're supposed to do it, like by telling the truth and all those things. But,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it's scary.
0: Yeah, It doesn't mean and you I, need to
1: lie to everyone.
0: <laughs> yeah. And there's a difference, too, where I think like being in a little bit of a gray area, like I had some transition points where I was dating and, you know, still so kind of in a little bit of gray area with my divorce but that's very different than going out on a date and just blatantly lying. Like I never lied about having a set custody schedule and he lives here and I live there and this is what's happening and kind of creating a fake life. Like the people we've encountered yeah. have created these these complete falsehoods. It wasn't, you know, if Lenny had just been a little more upfront in, look, my life Looks a little messy from the outside, but here's what's happening on the inside. And, you know, I know that's hard to trust, but here's what's going on. Would have been a whole lot better than two weeks worth of lies about a life that didn't exist because you could never believe somebody after that. It was just lie after lie after lie before he finally came clean to whatever the new story was. So it just doesn't work. So then to one thing that I think is a controversial
1: touch point for sure. Because I think a lot of people have strong opinions about this. If you know something like this is going on, like unequivocally, it's not, it's not in question. You know for sure that this person is cheating or trying to cheat, you know, because you're you and me talking to Lenny uh,
0: <laughs> with the great hair.
1: Um, do you tell their spouse what's going on?
0: I mean, obviously, I chose to with Lenny and I chose to send that message that still has never been read, but I put it out there. I, I felt better saying something than not saying something And for me, it was because I felt like he had crossed a lot of lines um, to the point where it just felt really uncomfortable and I felt like I needed to say something. But like the other married guy that I went on one date with and I found out after that he'd been lying about his name and was married and all of this other stuff. Other than, yes, he went on a date with me. There wasn't anything, you know, he wasn't trying to sleep with me or he didn't. There wasn't anything else that had happened where I felt like I needed to get involved. Um, And that situation also, like, he didn't live that far from me. So I also kind of wanted to stay out of that situation um, for better or worse. I mean, there's no good answer here, but I didn't feel comfortable reaching out in that situation because that exchange was like a few days of texting, a date, and then nothing else, nothing else happened. So I don't know. What about you? Well, I mean, I think... I agree with you. I think you should never do
1: anything where it could put you in danger and everyone does what they're comfortable with. And and you're not the one cheating. Mm-hmm. They are. So I, I don't necessarily think you have any obligations here. I don't think you're like supporting cheating by not telling the spouse. Like I, I don't really believe that. I think everyone does what they're comfortable with and that's okay. I think for me, I'm, I'm probably, unless I feel like I'm endangering myself or putting myself in a eh, situation, um, I'm always going to tell. Because, I mean, I was cheated on. Back when I was um, in my late 20s, I was in a three-year relationship with someone. We were engaged. And I found out by looking at phone records that he'd been cheating on me the entire Ugh. three years. Ugh. And I remember I was so – well, and funnily, I had gotten multiple messages messages over those three years. Hey, he's cheating on you with me. And Ooh. somehow he talked his way out of it. And I, I don't know what was wrong with me that I believed him. Like, I think I just, These I felt like oh, he loves me. There's no way. Ugh. The guys are so good. And I felt so dumb, to be honest, because mm-hmm. he was cheating on me. Um, I don't, I don't know what was wrong with me. I consider myself a smart person. But for some reason, I, I don't know what was wrong with me. Uh, again, judge myself. But um, I've been cheated on. Hardcore cheated on. And I actually called off my wedding three months before the ceremony. So I was like, well, this is not a good idea. So I made one smart decision in that relationship Mm -hmm. and called it off. Um, So I think because of that, I'm always going to tell yeah, she might get mad or she'll just ignore it or whatever. But I don't, I don't know. Like I, I just, for me, like I I think I would have to tell, I would have to tell that woman because I don't, I don't know. I, I just think it feels so terrible to be cheated on and lied to. And, I don't know. I, I think people deserve butter. And if you're in an mm-hmm. unhappy relationship or you think someone loves you and they don't, they're lying to you. It's, and it's not an open relationship. You know? Yeah. Like, it's one thing if, if that's the, those are the terms of your relationship, that's great. Um, But if but, only one person knows that they're dating other people, that doesn't work. That's not cool.
0: Yeah. And obviously what we see across so many dating apps is I feel like now more than ever, so many people are in ethically open relationships and they're very upfront about it. Um, I get annoyed when I see it on profiles because that's not for me. And so I'm like, oh, you're cute. Oh, you're in an open relationship, next person. Somehow but, they're
1: always really attractive. I, I know, like, they're uh, always so cute. Most of the time cute. like, oh, you're so cute. and like, oh, I don't, I am monogamist. I don't think yeah. I can do that.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's so common to talk about now. So I feel like, A, that's a good thing because if that's your lifestyle and it's very comfortable for people to put it out there, But it also means there's absolutely no excuse for somebody to to not if that you know what I mean like if yeah you're just Just lying just say that's
1: what you want to do
0: yeah yes or find someone
1: that is also wanting to do that and because like that's not the same thing cheating and um being in an open relationship are two different things totally Mm -hmm. because in one everybody has agreed to it and then the other one maybe only one person knows about it which is not cool <laughs> not okay um and then lastly lying to ourselves do you think there's any like th- is any of this applicable to like the lies we tell ourselves or you know areas where maybe we haven't been as forthcoming as we should have been oh, like gosh. we can't just judge everybody else like where have we screwed up on that spectrum
0: I mean, in the Lenny situation, I definitely lied to myself and thinking, like, maybe he could be divorced when I clearly knew he wasn't. I just chose to um, not listen to all of those red flags and think on the positive side. Um, And then, you know, I think where I always grapple or get nervous anytime I'm interacting with someone is, you know, I've got three kids and I live in the suburbs. Like, I tend to feel like that's a really unattractive thing, even though I shouldn't feel that way. So sometimes I have a hard time when it comes to that point in chatting of I would never lie about my situation, but I sometimes don't openly bring it up because I'm nervous that's going to be like an immediate unmatch. And then I remind myself, well, then if they're unmatching with me for that, then they're not for me and I can't care about that. So but I definitely sometimes will have that, you know, internal pause about it. So not ideal. No, that's a really good
1: point and probably should make like a whole episode about this because like I've been asked, I've been thinking about that, too. And I think I do that, too. Like, and it's when, and really the difference is, like, if I am maybe going to go out with someone who's a dad, I'll be very open about, like, yeah, I'm, you know, going through a divorce. I have two kids. Like, I'll be very open about that. But if it's someone that I'm interested in and maybe they've never been married and they don't have kids, you're right. Like, I'm not as upfront. It's like I'm hiding parts of myself. And you're right. like then am I doing that dating marketing thing, like making myself as dateable as possible? Except that's not really me. I know, but it's
0: weird. It's a weird – it's just – it's so hard. Like, so, yeah, in those situations, I won't bring up things related – I like, I let them bring up the kids, which is weird. It's also backwards. Again, I'm not ashamed of my children, but I know that saying I have three children is, like – a scary thing to someone who has zero children and then again then am I just completely undateable to them but going back to then they're not the person for me and it would have never worked out anyway so save yourself the time and just be upfront about your life I guess just be it's yourself moral. yeah <laughs> just be happy with yourself. moral of the story be yourself and
1: don't <laughs> lie about whether you're married and try to date people when they don't know what your situation is yes tell the truth so important yeah. Yep.
0: All right. Well, thanks, mm-hmm. everybody.
1: That was Lenny yeah. the liar. We had a Have lot fun. to say about that guy. Can't wait for him to pop up again. I bet he'll pop Ugh. up on your app, Laura, pretty soon. I haven't
0: seen him, but I'm keeping an eye out. I think he knows better than to try and match with me again. So I think I'm safe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you, everybody. All right.
1: Bye. Bye. Still thirsty? Check us out on Apple Podcasts. YouTube and thirstythepodcast.com. Say hi, send a note, share a story with us because sometimes life leaves you wanting just a little bit more.